Hello, I'm Sarah Boris. Uh, I'm a graphic designer and artist based in London. Um, let's get started. Past, tell me the first piece of graphic design you noticed. Where was this? How old were you? Um, I guess I should mention that I grew up uh, in, in the US uh, until the age of six years old. And um, the first pieces of graphic design I noticed were actually uh, in the US uh, shops. Uh, and I used to live across a candy shop, um, which really felt like the, you know, sort of the candy house you could eat. <laughs> uh, and it was held by a very um, old woman who was really very generous. And I would uh, just run across the road uh, to her candy store whenever my parents weren't watching because there were no gates um, where we lived. Um, so I could just escape very easily at a young age. And, uh, and I would just go into her store with pretty much no money and stare at the candy for long hours. And uh, particular pieces that really, um, you know, that I really liked, and I, I'm only just starting to realize now how much they've probably impacted on my graphic design direction are um, sort of, uh, you know, very unhealthy pieces of candy, such as Fun Dip, that has a really colorful sort of pop art design to it. Um, and then there were a couple of others, such as uh, Nerds, uh, which have these really cute drawings of uh, sort of uh, lobby looking uh, colorful shapes. And, and I guess the whole universe of sort of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory really um, has uh, sat into my imagination and all the sort of culture in the US uh, that is very different actually to the UK with arts and crafts and sort of blue colors and glitter and very pop looking things. So I think I would say at a young age uh, of, you know, between two, no, let's say I'm exaggerating, uh, four and six, from the moment I could walk and escape the house, I was confronted to this whole universe in the candy store. And obviously they attracted my eye way more than the newspapers that were sitting in the corner of the shop. <laughs> I was way more attracted to the sort of lush looking ones that I could eat and that were more colorful. Uh, moving on to the next question, Pres presence. What are you working on right now that you can talk about without breaking any confidentiality? So luckily I, I, I don't have a lot of confidentiality clauses in my work. Um, I tend not to mention projects too much before they're finished as a sort of rule and just in case anything goes wrong because it can happen. So it's always something that I try to be very discreet about until I'm sure the project is launched successfully and that all parties are happy with it. Um, and, and it's quite good to observe that even if there's no confidentiality agreements. But I'm working on a piece uh, which is actually called Transgalactic, uh, which I, fi I find is quite a fun name. And it's a, um, a photo magazine actually, which is shifting a little bit more to a book form. Uh, so it's really going to be between magazine and book form, but the idea is that it has a longer shelf life than a magazine and that it, it, it's a slightly more of an object that can be help, um, kept for a long time. And I've been working with a, a French team on this and what's quite particular is they actually hand over the issue to an artist uh, usually that becomes the guest editor and it's quite rare that artists can be guest editors and so it really gives uh, a platform to these artists to cover a theme that is pretty much one of their life's work of exploring and, and sort of the community that's attached to it. 
So that's been really interesting for me as well and, and sort of learning a lot more about the trans artist community, um, what they're doing, what kind of work they're doing. Um, and, and so another part of this project has not only been the design, but has also been looking into the production. And I guess uh, I started working on the production aspect during the pandemic. So there's a lot of questions around how can you work remotely with printers and with, um, with the editors and with the artists and still make sure you're happy with the objects. So we, we're actually working with a team that's based in the, in the UK, in France and in Italy. Uh, so it's pretty European, if we can still speak about Europe in the UK. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's just been really nice in, in that way also to connect with very different people. And, and the reason why I chose to print Italy, again, I have a rule of thumb to always print locally. So if I can, I'll always print first in the UK. Um, but in this case, uh, we could really uh, do a much more special object than if we had printed in, in the UK. And we're really talking about a sort of um, double the price difference. Um, and, and again, that's something I'm very conscious of. So um, it was, it was a diffi difficult decision to make. And, and the printer in Italy is specifically really good with color reproduction. Um, and, and I had, because I might not be able to go on press during the pandemic, I really had to make sure that I, I can work with someone who's really good with color and that I can really trust to get on with the work without me going on press. I, I hope I can still go. It's in Turin, um, but, but I have to take a test before going. And then another thing I'm working on is, is a more uh, personal project, actually. It's uh, the third edition of my uh, book called The Graphic Theatre. Um, and uh, it's been four years, I've been saying I'll do it. And when the pandemic arrived, uh, I thought, oh, I have so much time on my hands. Most of my work is canceled. So I decided uh, that I would be working on all these uh, publications that I wanted to um, reprint for a long time or, or edit and, and republish. And, uh, and actually I haven't really made much progress. Um, so I think this will lead on a little bit to the next question is, um, you know, the future and one piece of advice. Um, and I think, you know, following on from what I was saying is that there's a lot of pressure in the creative industry to constantly produce, show your output, especially now in the age we live in. And the fact that most of what we're showing today is just through digital means because we can gather together around something. Um, and I would just say productivity doesn't define you. Um, it's, it's what you produce. And um, I was speaking with an artist the other day and I found it really interesting that I feel often in graphic design and illustration, we're expected to have constant multiple outputs all the time. So almost like showing one new thing a day. Whereas a lot of artists often mention to me that they it takes them a year to produce a new piece of work, or it takes them two years and that they need to sit with it and that they need to mature it. And, and even themselves are pressured by galleries to produce more quickly, but you know, having that, those reflections with people in other industries made me think that actually we don't need to have such a huge output and we don't need to be in a sort of performance of our outputs. So, so again, I thought it's okay that I've taken four years to redo it and it might not even be ready this year, maybe it will be next year. But that is my piece of advice is give yourself the time you need to do things, take time to sit with things 
be patient, be resilient in these difficult times and, um, and really do things that are true to yourself and, and don't get pressured by what the industry is putting out there. And because often it's not the full picture and you, you don't really know how long it's taken. And, and, and so, and, and I think also you are the future, so you can define how the industry is going to be shaped in the future and you can model it, take the reins of it and only make it better than what it is now. 